and welcome to the No Dusty Bibles podcast, where we delve into just two chapters of scripture a day at a sustainable, rewarding pace. I'm your host, Heather, and I'm an author, speaker, and Bible teacher, and I'm joined by my co-host, Hannah, who is the director of all the things here at the Rescued Letters Collective. Hey, everyone. We're here to guide you through your daily Bible reading, bringing insights, encouragement, and a sense of fellowship right to your ears. If you would like to receive weekly emails for Bible reading, sign up at therescueletters.com slash no-dusty-bibles or click the link in the show notes below. Whether you're starting your day, taking a break, or winding down, join us as we explore God's Word together. Let's dive into today's scripture and find the hope and wisdom waiting for us there. Well, hey, friends, and happy Saturday. It's Heather here, and I wanted to take an opportunity just to say thank you, first of all, for those of you who have tuned in this week and have uh, sent us encouraging notes and um, cheerleading messages for this podcast. We're just, we're so thankful, and uh, we're so thankful that we get to do it here with you. Um, And I also would like to give a shout out to those of you who either messaged me, emailed me, or texted me and said, man, um, you really, you pulled the short straw getting Matthew 1 on your first day of recording um, with that genealogy. And I need you to know that um, that eight minute episode took me about two hours to record because of all those darn pronunciations uh, for biblical names. And listen, I have a I have a book that helps me pronounce them, but um, it, it, was, it was a day. And I need you to know how many times I said salmon instead of salmon when you're saying the name salmon. Um, it came out salmon about 15 times and I just had to redo it. So um, all that to say is that uh, we're, we're thankful you're here and we're thankful for your grace and for your uh, just joining us in um, all of these things here at the No Dusty Bibles podcast. Um, so, okay, today is a bonus episode. Um, and what we want to do with these bonus episodes is to walk you through some um, some content and some ideas that will help you really understand the Bible. Um, we want to provide resources that will give you confidence in what you're reading or listening to if you're joining us here on the podcast. So today's bonus episode is the first of these types of episodes. And today I want to introduce you to your Bible. So we're going to talk through just the basics of what is the Bible? What are its pieces and parts? Why should we study and read God's word? And then I want to share with you at the end, a little bit about my personal story about why the Bible matters to me so much. Okay, so let's dive into that. Let me introduce you to your Bible. The first thing that I want you to understand um, is the nature and purpose of the Bible. The Bible is called scripture. It's called the Bible. It's called God's word. Um, And it is called God's Word because it is God's Word. It is the only written revelation that we as believers in Jesus Christ have from Him. Um, Now, it was written by human authors who were supernaturally inspired by the Holy Spirit. 
So sometimes we have this idea of scripture kind of being dropped down from the heavens in, you know, this golden array of um, just a gift that just drops down from the heavens. And that's, that's not how the Bible was written. It was written by people like you and me. It was written by people who struggled with their faith. It was written by people who God specifically chose to reveal himself through so that you and I today might understand more about him. Um, the Bible is God's truth without any error. And so I want to point us real quick, just as a few key verses that will help us kind of understand the purpose of scripture. The first one of that is 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. And it says this, all scripture is God breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so the take home message for me for those two verses is simply this, that the Bible is good. Um, reading God's word is good because not only does it help me understand what I need to know about God, but it also helps me live in a way that honors him. Another uh, place of scripture, which is often referred to when talking about the purpose of God's word is Psalm 119. And Psalm 119 is literally an ode to scripture. It goes on and on about the beauty of God's word and how relevant it is for each of us. But um, the verse that I'll read to you this morning is Psalm 119, 105, which says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. And that simply means to me that, that God's word um, enables me to take a step forward in the right direction. And reading God's word helps me move forward in the right way, in a way that, again, would honor God. Okay, so let's talk about why should we be reading God's word? Why does it matter? Um, there are a couple of things that I would point you to. And number one is that it helps us understand the character of God and it helps us understand his plan for humanity. Another reason why we read the Bible is because it helps us understand the work of Jesus Christ and also our identity in Christ. Another reason is that it really truly helps us gain wisdom and direction for living a godly life. And my personal favorite is that it helps me every single day find encouragement, comfort, and hope for whatever it is that I'm walking through. Um, Hebrews 4.12 will say that, that God's word is living, it is active, it is sharper than a two-edged sword, and it will speak into your life in one season in a specific way, and then it will come back in a different season of your life, and it will speak right into that same season, but in a different way, because that's just how the word of God works. It's always applicable to what we're walking through, and those are some of the reasons um, why I would say reading and studying God's word is valuable. I would love to hear some of your reasons. Um, you can email us at hello at therescuedletters.com and we would love to hear why you read the Bible. Okay, let's move on to a little bit of logistics and the structure of the actual Bible and why it's shaped the way that it is. Um, one of uh, my favorite modern theologians, Joel Mutamali, he describes it in this way. He says that the Bible is, is literally a library of books. Like we will, you know, go to the store and we will purchase the Bible and it will come from Genesis to Revelation. And it looks like one big book, but actually it's a library of 66 books. And I love that analogy.
theology. I love thinking about the Bible in this way because it helps us remember that there are different reasons for different books of the Bible. Different books of the Bible have different authors and there is a different approach certainly to different books of the Bible and things that we have to keep in mind. So I like that analogy. Keep that analogy in your mind as we are reading through the New Testament this year, that we're reading through a library of books that tell us um, about God and about his plan for humanity. Okay, let's talk about the time span of the Bible. Uh, the events that occur in this library of books that we are reading together, they span about 4,000 years of history, 4,000 years of actual history. Um, and the oldest book of the Bible, um, according to most scholars, is likely either Genesis or Job. Um, and that was likely written around 1400 BC, about 3,400 years ago. And the newest book of the Bible, Revelation, was written around AD 90. So that's a big time frame, um, a big span of, of history in the events of the Bible, but it's also many years removed from us. So we have to keep that in mind when we read the Bible, that it's important to understand the context of when that particular book was written in the Bible or um, the, the culture in the society during that day. It will change how we read it. And, and we're going to help you with that as we go along in the No Dusty Bibles podcast. Um, okay, so the Bible, this library of books, is split into two volumes. One, the Old Testament, and two, the New Testament. Um, the Old Testament are going to include books that talk about the foundation of the Israelite faith. Um, it's going to have several different authors. You'll see major themes like creation, the fall of humanity, redemption, and the prophecy of the Messiah. And much of the Old Testament um, centers around the formation of and the history of God's chosen people in the Israelites. And then we get to the New Testament with the Gospels, which is where we're reading right now, which include the life and teachings of Jesus. Um, we walk through the, the building of the early church, the apostles and their letters to the early church, and then finally John's um, book of prophecy in the book of Revelation. So the New Testament is going to center on the earthly life and ministry of Jesus, the formation of the global Christian church, um, and it's going to tell us how the church should operate in a way that honors God. And finally, it points us to the return of Jesus um, again which is all in the book of Revelation. So it's important to remember, though, through these two volumes and this big library of books that the entire Bible um, is one united story, and it is connected by the life-saving work of Jesus Christ. Jesus is found in the Old Testament, and the New Testament references the Israelite nations that were formed in the Old Testament. So they're woven together um, to give us this unified story about God's love and plan for humanity. So it's important to remember, regardless of where we are reading through the Bible. Now, one final thing that I want us to talk about um, before we wrap up our time today is just this idea of literary genres in the Bible. So we've talked about the structure of the Bible. We've talked about a little bit about its purpose, but even within the Bible, there are different genres of literature. And if you are an English nerd like I am, that will pique your interest. If not, just hang in with me. Um, because what happens with the way that God supernaturally inspired the authors of the Bible is that they wrote different types of literature. So some books are going to be narrative books 
or more history books. They're going to be stories of the formation of Israel. They're going to contain a lot of events. They're going to be chronological. Um, and then some of the books are strictly going to be considered books of law. And these are when God literally sent down his commandments and laws through humanity, through the Israelites about, hey, here is how you obey me and honor me. Um, those are going to be the books of, of law. Then you're also going to have genres that include poetry and wisdom. These are things like the book of Psalms, um, Song of Solomon, Ecclesiastes. These are going to be um, poetic books that are that are written and they, they take shape in a different form than, than necessarily a chronological event story, but they're going to be full of wisdom and full of hope and full of encouragement. Um, then you have books of prophecy and then within that there are major prophets and minor prophets and don't get too hung up on that right now. We're going to walk through all of this together later as we explore the Bible this year. But what I want you to remember about the books of prophecy for today is just that they were an avenue for God communicating to humans. God used his human prophets to communicate messages to humans, and we get the story of that in books of prophecy. Um, then another genre is the Gospels, and we're reading through that right now, Matthew and Mark and in the end of this month, and then we'll go right through Luke and John. And so the Gospels are four different perspectives on the life and teachings of Jesus. And so that's kind of where we're in this month. Um, and then there are also a genre of letters and epistles. Um, these are written by um, many of the disciples or Paul the Apostle, their early Christian leaders guidance to churches and to individuals on how to honor God with this New Testament covenant, which we'll again talk about as we read on in our time together. And then finally, another literary genre which you might hear talked about in the Bible is apocalyptic literature. Um, and so these would be like our, your book of Revelation at the very end of the Bible, or perhaps the book of Daniel. Um, and these are books that have very symbolic, visionary language. Um, they are going to foretell some events that will happen in the future. Um, and so it's important to remember as we're reading through the Bible that each of these genres needs to be approached with a different perspective. Um, and so I just want you to have that nugget of wisdom in, in your pocket, in your toolbox as you're thinking through, okay, I want to read the Bible and I want to understand it, um, is that not all books of the Bible are created equal. Are, do they have equal importance and equal um, impact on our lives? Absolutely. But they must be approached in different ways. And we're going to guide you through each of those. So don't worry. We'll, we'll walk you right through it. So I want to encourage you to keep at it. Um, our goal here in the No Dusty Bibles community is simply to keep our Bibles dust free and to read through scripture two chapters at a time, Monday through Friday, which allows us time to catch up on the weekends if we need to or explore deeper topics on the weekend if we need to. But I just, I just want to say I am your biggest cheerleader. If your Bible is a little dusty, you are in the right place, my friends. I'm so thankful you're here. Um, if you've stayed with me this long, um, I do want to wrap up our time today just by sharing a little bit of my personal story and why the Bible matters so much to me. And if you're new to No Dusty Bibles, then you're also new to my women's ministry, which is called the Rescued Letters Collective. And that word um, rescue is such an integral piece of my story with Jesus. Um, and I say rescue because it's what he has done for me. It's what he continues to do for me still. 
Um, he rescued me from the consequences of my own sin, and he continues to rescue me from the consequences of living in a broken world. Um, and so until he comes again, his job as our rescuer is limitless. There is no end or beginning to it. It's simply, it's what he does. It is what he does routinely for us. And I've seen him do that over and over and over in my life. And one of the ways that Jesus rescued me from the fear of living with a scary medical diagnosis, which I do live with, um, is by giving me a job to do. And so he shifted my focus away from the major threats associated with my disorder. And he plunged me headfirst into women's ministry. This was in 2016. And I went from um, processing the ramifications of my diagnosis to um, building a website and writing a blog and writing a Bible study and publishing Bible studies. And I teach the Bible today because it's the only thing capable of piercing through my fear. And I struggle with a lot of fear. Y'all, I struggle with anxiety. I struggle um, with fear of my disorder. I struggle with fear just living in the world that we live in today. Um, and that's that's why I teach the Bible, because it, it really does speak right into my heart. Um, and it keeps me putting two feet on the floor. But that's that's not the only reason why I teach it. And I want to be completely candid with you today and let you know that I teach the Bible today because I have not always adored it. And there was a season in my life where I didn't see its relevance, nor did I recognize its beauty. Um, I want to tell you about like when I first fell in love with scripture. Um, it was when I accepted Jesus as my personal savior. I was 12. And by the time I got to high school, God had already grown this deep appreciation in me for his word. And my high school English teacher was also my Sunday school teacher. So Monday through Friday, I learned how to analyze words of classic literature. And on Sunday, I learned how to analyze the words of God. I adored both. Listen, the Bible is a nerd's paradise. And so I was never at a loss for learning. And I, I loved to learn whatever it is I love to learn. So I continued to consume it, to study it, and eventually teach it regularly. I, I cut my teeth on writing Bible studies when my husband and I led a youth ministry for high school students. And I just started writing, um, you know, Bible studies for these girls who were so hungry for intense um, discipleship and hungry for Bible study materials that were more than just fluff, that were not just superficial. They took them on a deeper level. So I just started writing for them. And I loved it. And I remember thinking back then, wouldn't this be so cool? if God actually allowed me to do this with my life. Um, and then, you know, motherhood and life kind of got in the way and I had to step away from that ministry for a while. And then tragedy hit. My father passed away suddenly and I was so bitter and broken from that loss that I didn't open up the pages of God's word for about four years. And I need you to hear this probably louder than anything that I've shared so far. Those four years were the darkest four years of my life because I didn't have God's word pouring into me, flooding into me every single day. I didn't have the encouragement from it. I didn't have the truth. I didn't have the comfort or the conviction. And those four years were so dark. But then, rescue. In a way that only Jesus could orchestrate, he lovingly and patiently wooed me back into a close and personal relationship with him. 
It began on my back porch before sunrise when I dusted off the Bible that my grandparents had given me when I was 11. And I turned those pages to remember the God who had never left my side, even though everything in this broken world tried to convince me otherwise. And those precious words rushed back into my heart. They washed over my pain. They changed me and I was rescued again. That was about 10 years ago. And since then, God has taken my original love for his word, that word that I found when I was 11 years old. He took my original love then and he has multiplied it tenfold because his word has carried me through the darkest of days. And I don't know about you, but when you walk through something that is so dark and you find a way out of it, you cling to that and you make a decision to never go back again. So that's why I teach the Bible. I, I don't want any other way in my life. And I am so thankful that you are here with me diving into God's word, but I'm going to be the first to admit to you that the Bible can be intimidating. If you don't understand what you're reading, if you don't know where to start, or maybe if you also have lost sight of the beauty of God's word, then this podcast is for you, my friend. And we're so thrilled you're here with us today. So that's all for this bonus episode. We'll be back on Monday where we'll dive into Matthew 7 and 8. And then in a few weeks, we'll be back with another bonus episode to help you understand a little bit more about Matthew and Mark that we're reading together this month. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you for spending part of your day with us here at the No Dusty Bibles podcast. We hope today's reading has encouraged you and brought you closer to understanding the heart of God. Don't forget to join us for the next reading. And if you're looking for more resources or want to connect with our community, visit us at therescuedletters.com and find us on social media at Rescued Letters. The No Dusty Bibles podcast is produced by the Rescued Letters Collective, a united front of women's ministry endeavors with a shared vision to help women everywhere cultivate a richer faith. Our mission is simple, but transformative. Make the Bible not just available, but wholly accessible and deeply meaningful for every woman who seeks its wisdom. If this podcast encouraged you today, we would love for you to leave a rating and review and also share it with a friend. Until next time, I'm Heather. And I'm Hannah. Reminding you that every page turned in the Bible is a step closer to God. We're rooting for you.